three. Welcome to another episode of the Get Your Edge podcast. I'm your host, Brian Bott from Sports Advantage. I've got two guests here today. Uh, one is my co-host, Coach Manchie, and then we got main genius, Coach Mangan, uh, joining us. And we really wanted to take a, some time today to review the NHSSCA clinic that that these guys hosted. Kimberly did an incredible job, uh, incredible clinic. I think the numbers were the top NHSSCA uh, clinic across the country, maybe ever. Uh, we had well, well over 100. You guys would probably have the numbers, but uh, we had five great speakers. Uh, we had a, a JV presentation on Friday night. Um, and then um, we had some really great, good good stuff going on, Dean. So I uh, really appreciate you and Jason and the whole Kimberly staff. Obviously, you know, you guys had uh, sectional wrestling going on. I know you had some open gyms that were in the morning and, and did some other, a lot of other things, obviously, that go into, you know, a whole athletic department, but being able to put that on and kudos to you guys' athletic department and, and you two especially for, for kind of taking the lead on that. Yeah, Brian, I just want to, you know, second that, you know, our administration just allowing us to host that at Kimberly High School was, was just incredible. All of their help, our athletic director, you know, principal, you know, everyone involved, our custodians were instrumental. And we have so many great students. All of our students helped out. I got to give huge kudos to, to Coach Mangan here because um, he, he had so much to do with just getting the facilities ready himself and cleaning and the organization of setting up. Our AV department at our school just did an incredible job. And it was kind of went out on one of those situations with that big wrestling sectional that we thought, hey, we're going to just try to keep everyone in the indoor. Obviously, it is adjacent to the weight room. And then we tried a big screen and then we had a couple smart boards going out yeah. and it really turned out awesome. So just so many people are needed to put on such a great clinic. And yes, them, you know, the record numbers, I believe when I talked to our state director, Mike Deering, it was around 130, Brian. Right. So it was an unbelievable turnout. Obviously, we're always looking for feedback. You know, there's uh, people come from all over. We had somebody from Iowa there. Yeah, obviously, uh, Michael Faye was coming up from Florida, who did a luncheon talk. And it was just an incredible experience connecting with like-minded individuals that obviously our mission of doing this podcast is to help people, you know, become better. Coaches, athletes, parents, everyone that listens to the podcast and just become the best version of themselves. Well, and I think we want to hit, you know, we just want to kind of share a little bit about each speaker today was kind of our goal. And, you know, we want to bring Coach Mangan in because obviously, Dean, you were you're kind of rolling around doing pictures and, you know, uh, keeping everything square and stuff like that. You know, Jason obviously was, you know, light man. He was turning lights on, lights off. But, uh, you know, talking to people, you guys were I mean, you guys are so far ahead of the game on so many things, even like the microphone. Jason was prepared for that of something something might have cut out and um, unfortunately. Well, fortunately, but unfortunately, you know, I had to go meet. Uh, with some various schools in the area, obviously, as we opened Sports Advantage Appleton in March. So I was able to, I had to step out for a couple of our speakers, unfortunately. So we wanted to bring Jason on and, and kind of go through each speaker a little bit and kind of share a little bit about, uh, give some kudos to the speakers, you know, for coming and, and sharing information. And and before we get into that, Dean and Jace, let's, let's thank the sponsors too, right? I mean, I know so, Dynamic was there. Um, Summit Fitness was there. Um, there are a couple others. I can't remember pro the form. what's that pro form. Yeah. Pro form. Yeah. Um, just, I mean, for people to take time on their Saturday, 
is just, you know, a credit to the, you know, Wisconsin. Let's 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 just throw Wisconsin up there a little bit. Is that the growth mindset from coaches all over our state, and then people wanting to help promote the 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 clinic and things like that. So we got some good stuff going on in Wisconsin, and team builder as well, and and also yeah. Steve Bergs from Summit was there. So I hope we got them all, but maybe uh, Coach Mangan's got another one, maybe that's out there. But hopefully we hit them all. No, I think I think you guys hit. Pretty much everybody. I mean, I'm sure there's more. Like our students gave us a lot of help. You know, we we kind of made you know some some competitions out of you know how how fast we could do certain stuff in the weight room and how clean we could get this place. And you know, we had just some some a lot of different variations of loaded plate carries and in and out of the weight room and all that stuff. I think another big kudos has to go to the 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 directors. Uh, you know, Coach Deering, and then you know, all the guys that are on, on his staff and all the Zoom meetings and, and getting food and setting things up and just how much work they do in the process is, is all, you know, behind the scenes. But yeah, it, it was pretty incredible to see just all the helping hands come together and, and make such a really cool event. And, and obviously, you know, kudos to everybody taking time out of their Saturday and I know everybody's got different situations at home. You know, some, some, you know, coaches came for part of the day because, you know, wife had to do some stuff or family stuff. So, you know, obviously I have a great support system at home and you guys do too. And, and we couldn't do some of this stuff without them, obviously. Yeah. One special thanks to one of our students also, Cohen Lee, who did the videotaping yeah. for the event. That, that was incredible. So he was there all day on Saturday. So really appreciate Cohen. Takes a village. For doing that. Takes a village to do it right. And takes everybody with the same mindset, right? You can get a lot of people helping, but if you're not helping productively, um, you're not going to get a lot done. Well, let's, we're going to kind of go in reverse, revert, yeah, reverse order here, guys. Uh, so we had Bobby O'Brien that kind of, you know, finished off the clinic and he was talking, you know, how they revamped their speed work. But I think the nice thing about that, on uh, Bobby's presentation, was he talked about how he did it in the, you know, in, during the school day at Stoughton high school. And I think, you know, we're always, a lot of our coaches, Dean, and you guys have this too. And Jason, you know, you guys do a lot of your strength stuff and things like that during the school day. And, you know, he brought up a lot of interesting things that I think a lot of us don't consider. Like, where are you going to sprint? Do you have a consistent area to sprint? What's the surface that you sprint on? Um, are you doing consistently? And so, um, you know, they showed some marked improvement over a couple of years. And, you know, Stoughton's got a great athletic program. I could speak there in our area. Um, and Bobby did, you know, he did a great job and just kind of sharing some of the, you know, intangibles that, that go into, you know, not only building the strength program, but building the speed program. Yeah, I thought Bobby did a great job, but just a lot of just kind of the things that you don't think you could think about the event or the test, you know, the, the 10 meter fly, but where you're doing it, you know, and then, and he just gave the story of that kid jumping up and down after his big <laughs> PR and, and disrupting some classes. So, you just use it as a teachable moment. Like, Hey, we want to get excited, but understand like we can't, you know, um, influence, you know, other kids learning down, down the hallway either. I thought two big things I took from Tom, uh, from Bobby was like time sprinting is part of your training. It's not your testing. Like the, like the test, like I, I visualize that as like the test is the hundred meter dash, like, like at the track meet, that's the test. But when you're doing time flies, like that's part of your training. That's sort of just kind of your overall, um, you know, programming, you know, so like, they just understand that like some kids get, and he talked about some kids get so stressed out by the test, you know, and just talking about it as an event. So I thought he did a good job of, of, of talking about a, what he does in class and how they make it work and how he um, designed his weight room to have 
turf area in there to do their warm up in there and do some of their um, weight, weight workout, but also just kind of like the mindset of the kids where this isn't the test, this isn't the exam, you know, cause that stuff will put a lot of undue stress on, on kids. And, you know, that could probably be detrimental to performance. But yet when he talked about just simply changing it to like, this is part of our training or this is an event, um, you know, that it's not, you know, so high stress for them. I thought that was really good. Yes. And, it, you know, a big thing I liked about Bobby's too is you know, just that communication you must have with all athletes. So you might have somebody that's in an in-season mode, maybe out of season mode. He talked about that individual that was squatting, you know, right before his legs were really tired. And, you know, obviously when those uh, timing systems go out there and people know it's that, they want to go. And maybe they're not ready to go. Or maybe it's not the best fit for that person to do a timed run at that time. So just having that communication with each athlete and understanding, you know, where are they? Are they, you know, getting to their postseason play where, you know, we, that individual has to be out there for their teammates. Is it maybe a better not to run the 10 meter fly or the sprint at that time? So to make sure that person is healthy going in. So he really had some great points. And obviously all of us know weight room is one tool in the toolbox speed, you know, change of direction, mobility, all of that really encompasses the true athlete. Yeah, I think it was awesome. And I think, you know, Megan, you brought a warm up that kind of takes us into our next speaker, Carmen Pata. Uh, you know, Carmen was talking about different, different variations of warm up and different things you should be doing, you know, and, and, you know, took us through some, some movements on the ground, um, you know, some different variations, stuff like that, got the kids up and moving and got, got our, you know, the, the people in the, in the crowd up and moving, you know, Carmen's, you know, such a, a wily veteran, you know, in strength and conditioning and things like that. One of the things I really liked, you know, outside of what he was sharing, excuse me, as far as movements and things like that, he was sharing how you can, I, I don't, you know, know how to really say this, but just use the time in the warm up effectively, right. To communicate announcements, to communicate, you know, things that, that need to get done, so in other words, instead of just warming the kids up, you're using that time effectively so you don't have to use it at the beginning or the end of the workout to remind them that there's an event, to remind them, you know, you're constantly talking and communicating with the kids through the warm-up. And I see this, you know, in private sector activities, a lot of times the warm-up goes, you know, uncoached or unmanaged. And at the end of the day, you know, if you don't value it, your athletes won't value it. And that's that's pretty simple. So Mango, what'd you take from Carmen? Uh, you hit right on what I was going to talk about. It's just kind of, just, he kind of started with, you know, just, just getting him moving a little bit, but it wasn't like high intense right away. Like he kind of just built it up. Um, and like he used that time to, to kind of set the tone and set the foundation for what, what was coming at him for the workout. But then also like we, a lot of times we got to talk about in our class, just, Hey, on Friday, there's a half day. So this is what we're going to do, how we got to change it. Or, or this is the difference in the schedules this week. And just, those are just different things where you can, you can take care of multiple avenues in, in the, at the same time. So I thought that was really good. And then it was just, it was fun to see him just kind of progress things up and, you know, he started nice and chill and nice and calm and just getting people moving and, and getting the blood flowing. And then by the end of it, he had, he had, he had adults competing. I mean, yeah. and, and there was consequences too, you know? So that was, it was awesome. You know, the competition and just seeing smiles on the coaches' faces, competing, having fun. I think that is one of the things, that we as strength and conditioning coaches have to remind is we got to make this stuff fun, especially with kids. And, you know, anytime you can do that, he had some props out there with some PVC pipes, 
some tennis balls, you know, things like that. Just anything to get those kids to move, compete, laugh, have fun. And he did an incredible job. And it was good. Nobody, I don't think, pulled a hamstring. Any of the coaches. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no bad injuries. So that was a win-win for everybody. And then, you know. appreciate Carmen coming yeah. out and doing that. Yeah, that was a long drive for him to come up. And, you know, he was up there Friday. And, you know, he brought me, I think he brought you, Dean, some, you know, some 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 treats from his from his neck of the woods. So Carmen, huge thanks for doing that. We appreciate you being on the podcast before. Uh over lunch, uh obviously there was a working lunch for 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 people that wanted to get some information on some velocity-based training. You know, Michael Fahey, um, producer of West Side versus the World, came all the way up from Florida. Obviously, we've had Michael on the on the podcast before. He's got some integrative stuff. I, I don't think we'll talk too much on his stuff, but it, a lot of great ways to track your athletes. Uh, we know that tracking and data is something that is so important, right, to evaluate your program. Uh, if you're not tracking stuff, you're missing stuff. And so, you know, you have to make sure um, that you're looking at all different avenues. And, and Michael and, and his crew are, are coming out with some really cool technology uh, that he was able to go over with uh, all the all the coaches that were able to be in there. And uh, there's a lot more on that coming. Um, I know that, you know, from a sports advantage standpoint, we'll be a, you know, a little bit integrated in, in some of the promotional stuff. So that'll be good. Um, unfortunately, you know, our next two speakers, I, I missed most of them because I was, I was at our, our gym in Appleton. So I'm kind of going to rely on you two. Uh, Steve Linsmeyer, you know, got to talk a little bit, Jason, maybe share a little bit about what Steve talked about. Yeah, Steve's presentation was about peaking to power. I think just Steve, as, as kind of a younger coach, uh, he just has been in so many different settings already. That's what I got from him, you know, when he popped up his resume. You know, he's he's been at, you know, high-level universities where he was at Butler when they lost to Duke in the national title game. You know, he's been in the private world. Um, he's he's worked uh, with, with various high school settings, you know, down in the Milwaukee area. So he's just got a wide array of kind of experiences that he can draw from. Um, so I think that's pretty cool from him. And then, you know, a lot of his stuff was just, you know, being able to take different programming and just kind of calculate that out about how to get kids to perform their best at the end of the year. Cause he said, and I think a lot of teams it's true or where they hit their peak in mid season, you know, and then, you know, like next thing you know, they there there's this drop off towards the end of the year. So how do you, uh, you know, manage your programming and managing multiple different uh, sports seasons in length, um, based on, you know, how you're setting things up in the weight room for, for strength or for power and trying to get kids to perform their best when their best matters, you know, like, Hey, that's, that's great. You go, you know, you talk about a lot of times, like we're in the neck of the woods with the Packers and they talk all the time about the floor's December record and things like that. Well, that's, that's when they have to be playing. That's their matter. Best. Obviously, that's what matters. Yeah. You know? So I think, I think a lot of stuff from him was just, you know, you got to have kind of that telescope, like, Hey, this is this season, this sports season, you know, there's their state championship is on this day and this sports season, this it's two weeks later, you know, like right now you had wrestling sectionals, but boy, boys basketball hasn't even nobody basketball girls and boys haven't even started the tournament yet. You know, so like they, those are just a lot of the managerial things that you've got to be able to conquer, you know, in your, in your settings when you have multiple sports and, and different, different end times and, and, you know, Hey, let's be real too. Some, some teams have, have, gold ball aspirations and some teams are just trying to get out of the first round. So that's going to change some things based on what you're doing. And, and I thought Steven did a good job of explaining a lot of that stuff and how he programs that from, from a telescope kind of mindset, but he he's living in the microscope already, you know, during the preseason lifting sessions. 
yeah, I think, you know, I mean, all that stuff is, is critical, right? I mean, the evaluation of your program. I know Dean was in, in that time too. He was kind of, kind of moving around and, and shaking stuff like that. So um, unfortunately I missed the next, the, you know, the, our, the second presenter and Josh Heisler, we've had Josh on the podcast, things like that. Josh was talking lateral speed and, and things like that. And, you know, I got a chance to talk with Josh after, and I know Cameron, my son who went to Ripon and, and obviously coach Heisler went to Ripon as well. Um, I know they spend a good half hour just, just chatting and stuff like that. And, you know, huge thank you to coach Heisler as a veteran coach, um, been at Kimberly a long time, been a coach for a long time, taking the time, um, you know, to not only share some ripping, ripping Red Hawk stories with Cam, but also give them some perspective on what it's going to be like to be up in the Valley and, and, and things like that. But Mango, what's it like to work with Josh? I mean, we, you know, we had him on, but for you, and then kind of some of the stuff he talked about with lateral speed, because, you know, even a couple of the clips I saw and just a, a couple of the things I saw before he left, Josh does an incredible job of teaching. And and Great. so I think that, you know, as a coach, you're a teacher first. And so maybe you guys talk about Josh's talk a little bit and, and, and whatnot. I think just one thing that people don't know about Josh Heisler is he is, he is a fifth and sixth grade teacher that is up at our high school every single day. Like he, every single, every single day after school or before school, like he's around. So he just, he sees these kids grow and he sees the development. Um, he, he gets to know these kids for us in our program way before we get our hands on them. Like he's got a pulse on these kids. He's just got a great pulse on kids and, and which ones you can push and which ones you got to back off and which ones got need a little love and meet, which ones need a little push. And that, that only happens if, if you're around kids and, and if you're willing to, to get out of your comfort zone and, 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 you know, just try to like be a big part of their life. And, and he's just, he's just an incredible human being and he's a phenomenal coach. And it, it, you know, I like a lot of his stuff. Like I've, I've had a front row seat for, for the last 12 years. So it's, it's, he's so detailed and he's, he's, he's just a stickler on the little things. Cause at the end of the day, when you, when you're in a competition, there are no little things and he understands that. And he, he's trying to win every single day, not just on game day. And he just treats every, every day. Like it's, it's the most important one. And that's, he's such a fun dude to be around. It's, it's, we're blessed to have him, and I'm, I'm blessed to be one of his buddies. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. The thing with, with Josh, that just impresses me so much is, you know, this is my 19th year at the high school and Josh was extremely passionate about the sport of football. And, you know, Josh, when we were in our situation where our program was just evolving so fast with numbers and, numbers of athletes and we just needed help you know jason and i work in a weight room and that, that's more of you know our emphasis and we just needed a lot of other people other coaches to step up and josh was one of those guys and when we talked about as far as you know who's going to specialize in certain areas in our strength and conditioning program you know we said hey we need a guy that really needs to focus on lateral speed and josh just said hey i'll do it and really, besides the basics at the beginning, Josh really researched it and just watched a ton of videos and read tons of articles and met with people and just really has taken that part of our program and just made it huge as far as the development of our athletes. And it, again, made him a better coach by being able to teach these movements and not only at the fifth and sixth grade level, 
but now at the high school level as well. And then being a position coach as a, being a linebacker coach and then understanding he was been a defensive coordinator as well throughout his years. And by the way, Josh has coached at all levels, coaches out there, freshman JV and varsity. And it just really gave him a better knowledge base on how kids move. And like Buddy Morris says, Brian and Jason, we talk about this all the time amongst us. Three of us is if you can't move, you can't play. And that's why it's so important to get your body in the correct positions to obviously have the best rate of force development. And Josh um, just really took that role on and did a great job. And I think young coaches out there, you got to get out of your comfort zone sometimes. And Josh was a perfect example of that. You know, and I, I think he was a situation right away. He just, I'll do it. I'll do it. And he just figured it out as he went. And, you know, obviously other coaches, you know, we had conversations and everything and I would see something and I would send it to him and he's going, this is awesome. But it wasn't like, Hey, I had to tell Josh, you know, this is how we have to do everything. Right. And, and, and really be one of those individuals that, you know, Hey, you have to do this. I said, Josh, you do this thing. You do it to the best of your knowledge and run with it and just had that initiative and just did it. And I think so many coaches, young coaches just want everything Copy paste, you know, just tell me what I got to do. I don't think, I think that cheats you as a coach. If you go out, research it, meet with people, really learn it, teach it, you're going to become a much better coach. And, and that's a great example of Josh. The other thing, you know, I just love Josh's quote that we had, Brian, when we just recently had him on the podcast before the NHSSCA clinic is as a coach, you are as smart as the kids comprehend if you want to be successful. And I think that is one of Josh's biggest strengths is he can take very complex things, simplify them, and kids can understand it. And we know it's paralysis through analysis. If kids are thinking on the court, the field, the diamond, whatever sport they're in, they're going to be slow. And I think that's one thing, you know, as strength coaches, we want numbers, right? We want 10 meter flies. We want 40 yard dashes, 100 meters. But in sports, it's different. You know, some people are fast on the track, but they're not fast on the field because a lot of that, they don't know what their responsibilities are. They don't know what their job is. And that is one of the things that Josh just does an incredible job. He teaches, he's really great with the fundamentals. And, you know, a lot of people were super impressed with, you know, he had a couple student athletes volunteering and going over the movements. And I thought that was just really great. His explanations on, the angles and how force production works really tra uh, translate to everybody. And I heard a lot of uh, coaches saying, hey, we're going to revamp a lot of our speed stuff because we really thought this was awesome. Well, and I think kudos to your guys' staff, right? Because, you know, it's not just you two. Absolutely. You know? I mean, you know, you guys give autonomy to some other people that, that kind of like you said when you introed him, Dean, is – Hey, I'm really interested in, 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 in lateral speed, or I'm really interested in linear speed, or I'm interested in recovery or this, Hey, go ahead, go run with it. If that, you know, we've talked about that a lot If they, if that's your passion and that's how you can contribute and coaches, I think, you know, it, it's not always one person, you know what I mean? And to be really great, you have to have a lot of people doing a little bit, you know, a little bit here, a little bit here do it at, at the highest level you can do it and then contribute. And so I think that's what the key to running a great high school strength and conditioning program. You have a lot of people involved, 
but you know, what, what's your role, you know, defining your role. And Josh obviously is, is really, you know, dominating his role. Well, I mean, we have one more speaker. I mean, he was pretty good. I mean, you know, he did said a couple good things, you know, um, you know, he's been kind of, he, you know, with all the travel he's been doing, he might, might've been a little tired or, or whatnot, but, um, sure didn't I look mean, like it. Holy smokes, man. Uh, and I, you know, I, obviously have a relationship with Steve, Steve Jones, yeah. obviously kind of led the clinic off yesterday morning. And it's amazing that, you know, Jason, even, you know, we were sat next to each other for the majority of his talk. And a lot of it, you know, we've heard before, you know what I mean? And you guys have heard probably most of it because you were in meetings with him and things like that. doesn't matter. It feels to me like every time I hear Steve talk and I said to him, thank you because you sharpened my edge every time I hear you talk. And, you know, people like that are people that you need to, you know, gravitate to, towards, you know, and, and hear their messages and, and things like that. And the thing that Steve, to me, you know, Dean, we, you know, we did clinics with Steve early on and, you know, he was a great speaker then, but his ability to take a message and relate it to a story is better, is as good or, or better than any person I've ever heard ever, ever. And I've heard a lot of people speak and, you know, the passion that he has for building culture and, and building unity and, you know, connected teams are the best teams, you know, his message, um, I think is unmatched. And if you're a business owner, if you're a coach, whatever, um, and you're looking for someone to come talk to your team, I mean, that that guy up in Kimberly, Wisconsin needs to be the, your first call. And, um, you know, the message that I take from Steve is the Buffalo one, you know, be the Buffalo. Sorry if I took your guys' message, but... Um, you know, and I see that in my own personal endeavors with sports advantage, right? You face adversity, you can't run away from it. You can't outrun it. You got to put your head down and run right through it, you know, and attack it and go into it. You know, um, he talked, you know, peaks and plat. There's so much he talked about is unbelievable. But to me, the Buffalo message is, is, is amazing. Yeah. I'll probably even buy a Buffalo hat at some point here and, and go from there. But Mango, what, for, which, you know, you guys have worked with Steve. So there's a lot of this stuff that you guys already know, but you know, talk a little bit about Steve Jones's talk. Yeah, you know, having a front row seat for 10 years, 10 plus years with it, you know, like a lot of it like is, it, yeah, like I've heard a lot of this stuff already, but like he said in his talk, like so many people read 30 books a year, but don't apply it, you know? And like, so, you know, it's just good refresher for me about certain things. You know, he talks about the, you know, white white belt mindset, you know, black belt skill set, you know, just to, just another kind of, reference to that stuff to make you kind of just like like think about what you're doing why you're doing it what you got to do you know how to how to keep progressing um the one thing that i really took that i don't know if you always emphasized it so much in the past but just your belief in kids and the fact that most of the time the coach believes in a kid more than he or she believes in themselves and it's so true you know so many kids like so many kids have like just a lack of confidence and they they just don't even know kind of what direction they can go before you kind of push them there. And then, and then all of a sudden, boom, like the light bulb goes on and they find something that clicks with them, you know, but they had that skill set the whole time, but somebody need to give them that nudge or that push to go pursue it and, and go all in and, and, and understand you can be really good at a certain, certain aspect of, of your life. And, and just, just put that extra push. I thought that's the one thing that I took away. Obviously, he's got so much, so much great stuff that he uses. And that's why he's so good at what he does. And while we're, you know, a big piece of why we've been so successful at Kimberly is, 
is the mindset stuff, the leadership stuff and, and connecting it, not just to his classroom, but to the weight room. But I thought, I thought what I took the most away was, was the belief and, and, and trying to try to Im, input belief into kids because they have the skill set already, but you got to kind of push them, push them past some barriers that they probably have um, for them to, to be the best version of themselves. And so. Yeah. The other thing with Steve, I just thought he did an incredible job of relating it to strength and conditioning coaches. You know, he just does uh, you know, all those examples that he has, the storytelling, you know, all of that is just re so relatable to our strength, you know, to the audience that was there at the clinic and his ability to do that. And it just gets me really excited. It gives me goosebumps because, you know, the strength and conditioning coaches have probably the biggest say in as far as your culture of your program goes, because you're around these kids so much throughout the day. And some of us like in Jason and I's situation and other PE teachers, if you have a strength and conditioning class, you are spending a lot of time with these kids. A lot of times those kids might be, you know, in your class, whether it's a 50 minute class, a 90 minute class, if you're a block scheduling, maybe they're coming after school, they're doing speed, maybe they're finishing up their lift, but you're around these kids probably more than their sport coach throughout the whole year. So you really get to know that. And I agree with you, Jason, how as strength coaches, do we get the person, the athlete to believe that they can be so much better. We always talk about that you can always do 40% more than your brain thinks you can. And Steve talked about the brain and how we have to rewire the brain in order for to get the best of our abilities. And the brain wants to feel comfortable. It wants to keep us safe. So we really have to dominate and control our brain, much like we have to control our usage on our phones. Very similar. So that was all great stuff. And then the water it, you know, that is so interesting. We never give up on kids because, you know, as a freshman, how many times do we see a person come in? They're not very athletic. They haven't had a growth spurt yet. And they just keep watering it. They just keep doing what the strength coach is coaching, telling them, educating them on a daily basis. And then eventually it hit that growth spurt. And they constantly are consistent that's one of your core values in sports advantage brian they're consistent and he talked about you know aggressive in the process but patience in the results and that really hit me because everybody wants that result so fast and we know hey just be consistent see you know consistent in the weight room consistent with your eating your sleeping continually hard work just work to outwork the person next to you and eventually good things are going to happen whether you're the star player or you're a player that doesn't get in your sport very much, you, everyone is going to benefit from those situations. Awesome. Well, that was good, guys. Appreciate uh, you guys hopping on there and, and whatnot. Um, anything else you guys think we need to touch on from, I mean, Steve, we could talk for an hour, <laughs> you know, I mean, so, and, and like all the presenters, you know, appreciate, you know, all the, all that those guys did to, to come through and things like that. For sure, we got to talk about Friday night. Friday night was a was a was a great kickoff to to our clinic. I mean, that was a big part of it, and great to see uh, Coach Bot's new facility. That's number seven, correct? Yes. Yep. It's awesome. So yeah, we're excited to have that in the valley. And um, you know, Brian, you just did a phenomenal job talking through the conjugate 
um, system with your max effort day, your dynamic effort days and, and matching that to speed because it's more than just weight room. Like I, whatever, whatever people think on the outside, like it is way more than just weight room. And you could see that from our clinic. Our clinic had a wide variety of lateral speed and warm up stuff. And, you know, there are so many different components to the clinic. And I thought, Brian, you know, appreciate you bringing it, bringing everybody into your facility Friday. Um, and just the nuggets that you gave, like, I, I, like we didn't give a shout out to Tanner's earlier, um, right. but you know, we had the social both night at Tanner's where they got just phenomenal atmosphere and, and, um, uh, phenomenal food. And I, I don't think anybody, did anybody go in the pool coach match or not? Did they stay out of the pool? I think pool? it was a little too cold for, a too cold for <laughs> the pool. That pool. I think it was out of, out of operation, but, 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 but I'll say like, what, you know, like a lot of stuff like, like that we talked about is applying things like, like Brian, I'll tell you right now. I was in the parking lot at Tanner's and I texted our pitcher that's currently at UConn, Tommy Ellison. And I, I was texting him your story, your analogy about the pitcher who doesn't lift or the, the person who doesn't lift hard in season. Like I I'm like, I have to share this right now because I didn't feel like I could wait to, to if, if I forgot about it or if I didn't get to it, I'm like, so like, that's the thing with all these nuggets, you know, coach Jones talked about, Hey, if you can take a couple nuggets now, how are you going to apply it? So like, like literally, like I was in the parking lot at Tanner's and I texted Tommy. I'm like, Hey, get this scenario. If you don't look, you don't lift hard in season and you throw 90 miles an hour and your strength decreases 10% by the time you're trying to go into the regional last year, Tommy started game two of the regional down in Gainesville, you know? So like, he's a big time player with, with big time goals. And, and that team is going to lean on him, you know, like he's got to keep lifting heavy. And, and, and I knew he would just because of the mindset of him, but it just, like if there was any thought of someday, like he can go back to this story maybe. And just, Hey, if you decrease your, your strength 10% during the season, because you don't want to lift hard or you, you don't want to lift hard in season. I go, now your mechanics have to make up for it. And now way higher risk injury, shoulder, elbow, you know, are you overstriding? And now you got some lower body issues with the hip or, or, you know, whatever, you know, so it just, you kicked it off Friday night and that was the precursor to a big, big weekend. But, you know, all your stuff from the conjugate, you know, and I, I thought another big thing was how you, how you, you know, really challenge people to coach auxiliaries hard. You know, we brought up the warm up before where you talked like sometimes that doesn't get coached very hard. And then, you know, you hit on the auxiliaries and that that's true. Like so many people want to see the big squat or the big bench, you know, but like all that stuff, like you call them the builders and that, that's so, so true, you know, so like the warm up gets you ready for it the auxiliaries get you building, but are you putting the same emphasis as a coach on those aspects? You know, that's just something that, that is a, just a part of an evaluation part of your program and you as a coach that you got to look at. Yeah, Brian, unbelievable facility, first of all, and thanks for inviting us out there and thanks for giving everybody that opportunity and what 30 people showing up, that was great on a, on a Friday night. And so that was awesome to see. The other thing I totally agree with you, Jason, just so many, so many great, parts of, of your presentation, Brian, but I really liked the ability to have so much variety in the way that you connect the speed with the strength. And I think, you know, yeah, we have unbelievable facility. Not everybody's got an indoor facility, right? but your facility, you can do a lot of, you talked about a lot of two-step stuff for change of direction. And I thought that was great because like we mentioned, so many kids, you know, are playing a sport and they're actually doing another sport in their season. So they're getting a lot of agility. They're getting a lot of change of direction, plyometrics, all of that kind of stuff. So a lot of times all you need to do is the two things. 
And that's going to really work on the deceleration, the injury prevention. Hey, getting the angles that Coach Heisler talked about in his presentation on where your foot needs to be to have the most force into the ground. So I loved your variety of, hey, we can do this this week. We can do this the second week. We can do this the third week. So just that variety. And then I think as a coach, some people look and come into our setting and think, well, we don't have a big indoor. We can't do a lot of this stuff. You just did a great example of, you know, demonstrations and getting on the whiteboard. Of It's this easy to do. And the kids aren't going to get bored because there's so much variety with it. And that was the thing that hit home with me so many times because most of my career, we haven't, I haven't had an indoor. Right. I, we, we didn't have this huge facility where you could do all this. It was hallways. It was the top of the mezzanine at, at the school. It was, you know, any place that you could find a little bit of room to be able to do these things. And then obviously with your numbers, you have to be creative as a coach. But if it's important, like we always say, you'll find a way. And you don't need a lot of volume with it. Some people, yeah, well, I only got tile. Well, you know what? You can do a few things on tile. Just yeah. can't overdo it. So those were great examples, Brian, of how they can put those in their program. Because I think too many times people just strength, 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 and then they don't hit on the other stuff. So it's one tool in the toolbox. We talked about it. You got to be mobile. You have to have, you know, the foot and ankle strength that you guys do such a good job. You know, you're working on the flexibility. We're working on the jumps. You're working on the throws, the slams. You're working on the change of direction. So a great program has got a lot of tools in the toolbox. And I thought, Brian, kudos to you. You just did a great job of explaining that. And that, and again, you probably could have, we could have probably sat there for three hours listening to, to your presentation because in the questions that, you know, the NHSCA clinic, you know, present coaches that drove up on a Friday night was this one question after another. And then I know we had to get to the social, but again, thanks for answering all those questions and really looking forward The Valley is so lucky to have a training place that is going to be, you know, have the conjugate methods, because as you know, that's why you believe in it so much, the variety and it works and success leaves clues. Well, I mean, I, you guys know how much I respect you both. I appreciate the, the kind words. And obviously I think, you know, it, it's so important to do things, try and do things the right way. And, it, it, you know, some of the stuff that we probably talked about, you guys probably haven't even seen that we do because we're constantly evolving, right? Some of the stuff you guys do, and that's really the important thing. And I just kind of want to finish on this. And I think the message that not only that I sent that night, but also, you know, spoke with three different high schools at different times over the week. It's, it's, not about being right. It's about finding the solution. And that's to me, why you go to clinics. That's why you listen to podcasts. That's why you read and, and do that. It's not about being right. It's about finding the solution. Every coach, I would, I would venture to say, you know, 90% of the coaches that were there have different scenarios than you guys do, but they have different scenarios than, than the person sitting next to them does. So it's taking the information and finding solutions not about being right. And I think when you think about it that way, um, your athletic program is going to thrive because you put the kids first. You know, that was, you know, that was one of Steve's messages, celebrate other people's successes. You know I mean, when you can celebrate other people's success and not get caught up and, Hey, I'm in my own little world. Um, I think that you're going to be ultra successful. So, 
Anything Fox Valley throws anything from you guys? What do we got? You guys are almost done, right? Yes, Brian. We got one more today. Matter of fact, and then we got one more next Sunday. And then a March 4th track and field starts in the state of Wisconsin on Monday, March 4th. So good luck to all the coaches out there and athletes that are going to be you know, starting their track season. I know in the state of Wisconsin, obviously, there's many other sports. You know, baseball is going to be going on. We got lacrosse. So there's just there's there's soccer. There's all kinds of sports. So good luck to all the athletes and coaches out there. Hopefully we get a a good weather as far as this spring goes. We had some great weather a couple weeks ago. Now it got a little bit chilly, and we're hoping that Coach Faye from Florida brought some of that warm weather back up to Wisconsin. Well, Jason, we appreciate you hopping on. Anything that you want to close on, finish off with? No, we're good. It was just it was great to connect and and just like you said, just find solutions. You know, like everybody's situation is different. I, you know, I hope people don't sit back and be like. You know, like, well, yeah, that's why they win because they have an indoor. Like, you win because you got people finding solutions. You know, that's that's kind of just where whatever situation you're in, you just got to keep continuing to push forward and find solutions. It's good. Last thing, Brian, I just want to thank you guys. It's always awesome to have Coach Mangan on the podcast again. And, you know, you guys challenge me every day. I have such an incredible growth mindset. We're throwing ideas at each other all the time. You know, what makes this strength and conditioning field so awesome is that it's constantly evolving and that's the best part of it learning every day going to clinics conferences all those opportunities but it's the the phone calls the texts you know all of that every time we get together and meet is just an incredible learning experience and you know you guys make me a better coach and it's so fun to have you guys as friends as mentors and we're going to keep rocking and rolling and keep getting kids yep. to become the best version of themselves and that's that's why we do what we do I mean, great, great message, both you guys. I mean, Jason, obviously, buildings don't win championships. People do, right? Um, and just for everybody listening that that made it through the end of this, all right, this this wasn't something we planned. This was a text message at 5 in the morning. Um, Dean and I were going to do a podcast review, and he said, let's get Coach Mangan on. We texted Jason. He was up. He went and he had to run some errands to get make sure he's ready. So this isn't like make-believe stuff. When we talk about this, and if anybody wants the text messages in the show notes, you know, um, you know, the, these conversations were happening, you know, before the sun came up this morning, and we rolled this one out, did it kind of live, and we're ready to launch. What? The other <laughs> thing I just want to make is it was awesome connecting with so many coaches yeah. at the NHSSCA clinic, and you know, I really appreciate those coaches that came up and and talked about you know that they're avid listeners to the podcast, yeah, and, and they really enjoyed that was. You know, those conversations I had with you coaches, you know, just saying that, you know, you love this episode and really like what you guys do just means a lot. Because as you know, we don't make any money on this. We've talked about that numerous times. We don't have any sponsors. We do this just because we want to give back. And thank you to all the coaches that had all that awesome feedback. We appreciate it. Continue as the question and answers, you know, to message Brian or myself for those Q&A sessions, continually do that because, again, you guys bring so much as far as making this podcast as successful as it is and obviously keeps growing every year. Keep sharing the show, everybody. Let's break it down on three, guys. One, two, three. Chop it. Chop it. <laughs>